Welcome to another Matrix Care podcast from the software leaders for out-of-hospital and long-term care providers. I'm Dr. Bohr, Director of Enterprise Interoperability at Matrix Care and host for today's episode. Matrix Care is dedicated to sharing knowledge and building awareness among providers across the spectrum from home care to skilled nursing to senior living and life plan communities. Thanks for joining us. Our topic today is how technology is improving medication management in hospice care. We're going to listen in on a conversation of Naveen Gupta, Vice President of Home Care Solutions for Matrix Care with his special guest, Jared Stong, a PharmD who's also the founder of Better RX. And I'm sure Naveen, you'll explain to everybody what a PharmD is as you talk to uh, Jared. So take it away. Thank you. Thank you again for, for hosting these podcasts for us. Uh, really excited to be talking about medication management, hospice care. Uh, we're going to be talking about the hospice care segment, so to speak. And uh, hospice is a little unique. Um, you know, it goes beyond just medical care. We're talking about pain management, uh, emotional and spiritual support, certainly, you know, patient and, and families together. Um, the focus is really on caring and a good end-of-life experience. A number of people that you would expect to be there in care settings from nurses, physicians are, are involved, aides, um, but certainly spiritual counselors, social workers, et cetera. COVID-19 in particular, um, you know, many of, you know, as we're, as we're aware, it's a critical illness and, um, you know, the, the, the death across this country, you know, really sobering. Um, there's been in, in certain hotspots a demand for hospice and palliative care, and, um, and providers have to adopt new strategies and new technologies. Um, the ability to, to be able to source medication, do it effectively, reliably, do it digitally, um, in the new norm uh, is going to be very interesting. So with that, Jared, we are very excited to, to host you. I know my organization, my team is really great fans of, of BetterRx, so, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here with you today. Jared, you know, uh, most podcasts, as I, as I start, you know, we, we love to, to uh, talk about an origin story. Um, and uh, so help us understand, tell us a little bit about your background, and how did you make your way into hospice pharmacy? Uh, sure, yeah. So um, there's actually two incidents uh, that sort of, uh, sort of led me uh, into this. Um, Back in uh, 1997, my, my father passed, um, and he, he was in a facility, uh, and, and, you know, I saw he had, he had, you know, good medical care. He was, he was tended to, he had his, his pain and, and agitation. It, it was all, you know, under control. Um, and then in 2005, um, with my father-in-law, he was in a facility as well in a it was just a, a hospice care only facility yeah. and he his his passing wasn't wasn't the best um mm. unfortunately um it was you know he he died in pain he died with uh, severe agitation and uh, i was in pharmacy school at that time uh, i was mm-hmm. just coming to the end of of, uh, of my education and that just really had an impact on me, you know, when I, when I saw what, you know, the impact was on my wife, my mother-in-law, my, my uh, in-laws, um, and just knowing what could have been. And I guess from that day forward, I, I just really wanted to make a difference. 
you know, we're, we're all going to pass through that. Um, and it's important to me that, you know, people who are passing, um, you know, have that, that love and the support and, uh, and the way I look at it is, you know, there's no do-overs in hospice. Um, you only get one shot, one, one chance to make this right. And by the family and certainly by the patient, uh, first and foremost by the patient. And I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I can do whatever I can in providing technology uh, and providing the, the resources so that we can get medications the fastest to, to patients. Um, in hospice, as you know, uh, medications is the number one tool that, that an agency has to controlling right. symptoms such as pain. Yeah, Jared, you know, I think, um, you know, some of the best organizations are birthed by a very personal story. Um, you know, we've had Tara Lowry, she's the CEO of Sangre, um, a hospice organization in, in Colorado. And, and just hearing her personal story about her journey into hospice reminds me a little bit about your story as you as you experienced that, that pain and heartache and, and how that compelled you to uh, really build a solution and build a solution and do it well. So, Thank you. We really appreciate you, Jared, just sharing that, that personal story. Um, you know, talking about prescriptions, uh, prescription drugs, um, this is just a huge, if you look at the stats uh, from CDC, uh, it becomes pretty, pretty obvious that the number of prescription drugs per, per person, per patient, um, you know, very, very high numbers. And I'm very familiar of prescription workflows on the SNF side, as you're aware, Jared, you know, our, our organization, not only are we in formal hospice, but really across the post-acute. Uh, with skilled nursing. So, you know, we integrate on our SNF platforms to various different uh, pharmacy um, software and, you know, using NCPDP and all of the several use cases there uh, with prescription, uh, whether it be new or refill or cancel or so on or resupply for that matter. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what are the challenges you see today with regards to hospice, um, you know, medication management for patients? Sure. Uh, You know, a lot of... uh you know, nurses and physicians, uh, it, it, it's making sure that we have people who are trained in hospice, you know, uh-huh. you know, from the start. Uh, unfortunately, there are, there's, there's a shortage of nurses and, and healthcare providers um, yes. and, and ones that are specifically trained in hospice and have hospice experience. You don't always um, get to, get to choose uh, those people who have that experience. Oftentimes, you, you need to, you know, fill a, a role and, and train and make sure that they're, they're very comfortable and, and know what to do. And so, uh, you know, providing, providing that training and providing uh, that experience uh, so that they know what to do in certain situations uh, and, and oftentimes knowing what not to do in, in certain right. situations is also uh, as important uh, as, as, uh, we we've seen and and you know working you know having we we owned a, a pharmacy for 10 years i worked as a as a hospice pharmacist for 10 years prior uh okay. to developing the technology uh and we a lot of the questions that we got were from were from nurses and and from physicians uh of you know the patient is having is having this symptom what do I do? What, what can I, what, what medication would best treat this? You know, I tried this and this, and they're still having this. Um, and oftentimes it's, it's pulling back certain medications. That's actually the cause of those symptoms, uh, right. especially towards end of life that, you know, you can really 
achieve good patient comfort by, in a lot of cases, deprescribing medications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared. So, um, with um, so you just talked about certain challenges. Now, did you find um, that with COVID nineteen that certain problems got accentuated by by this? Yeah, uh, un- unfortunately, yes. Uh, so some of the, you know, a lot of the pharmacies, especially, you know, the, well, just pharmacies in general, they, they had to limit the amount of, of staff they could, they could have in. Uh, they had mm-hmm. to oftentimes be six to 10 feet apart. And in a pharmacy, pharmacy is a very crowded, you know, busy um, space. And so, uh, and then the other thing is, is and, and so that would, that would oftentimes slow down the, the production and getting medications, pres- prescriptions turned into uh, a deliverable for the patient, uh, as well as, uh, you know, there's been, there's, there has been some shortages. Uh, and so the, the solution that we found is really doing what we can do, what we can to speed up the pharmacy uh, processes. Uh, so for example, uh, it not, not having them take so many phone calls or, or trying to eliminate phone calls altogether so that right. when a prescription comes into their pharmacy, it is a hundred percent ready to be filled and delivered to that patient. And that speeds, that speeds that pharmacy up, uh, so much. Um, and also as, as you know, the technology comes about and, and we can, you know, surface things to uh, the the nurses and the, and the physicians, so that they can see whether or not that medication really is is going to be useful or not, or or should even be eliminated. And so that's that's helped with some of the shortages, the drug shortages as well. Gotcha. So Jared, you know, I, I want to talk about technology. We're a technology company. Uh, I'm a technologist as as well. So uh, passionate about that subject, but. You know, so within hospices, um, you know, I know this was, a, this was several weeks ago, we're reading about shortages of just general opioids and morphine and mm-hmm. fentanyl. Is that still the situation? Uh, I, I understand the workflows that you described helps that, but do you, are you still hearing about that being a challenge? We are, yes, yes. We are, we are seeing wow. that there, there has been a, a, a slowdown on, the, on production of, of some of the opiates and even some of the the benzodiazepines as well. And those, those two medications, uh, yeah. medication families really are key tools in, in a hospice, uh, to, for a hospice to, you know, assist the patient. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, um, I want to, you know, sort of shift subjects to technology because as you, as you described, sure. you know, the, one of the ways to, to mitigate that is ensuring that the patient really gets what they need to be getting, right? And, um, you know, optimizing that um, deep prescribing as you described it as well. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, better RX, your technology, certainly you're a PBM, um, you know, what are the workflows and, and just in essence about what, what are you doing with the technology to help alleviate some of the challenges? Sure. Uh, so, uh, you may or may not know this, but the typical PBM hospice setup uh, requires a nurse, uh, a, a practitioner. Any anytime you get medications to a patient, it requires right. you know at least fourteen steps. And so, let's say you know the the nurse consults with the physician, gets the medication order, 
And then the nurse turns around, has to call the, the, the PBM to profile it, and then turns around and calls the pharmacy to, right. to give them the actual prescription. And then, um, and then they, you know, if, if there's a, a billing issue or a non-formulary, then they have to call back. Typically it's the, the administrator of the nurse. Uh, and so that really slows down the, the pharmacy. And, and our goal is to, as I, as I've mentioned before, is to eliminate all phone calls. And so that the pharmacy, when they receive the prescription is it's a hundred percent ready to go. They won't get any billing rejections. They won't have to handle, uh, non-formulary issues they can Uh just bill it fill it and and send it to the to the patient uh and as as we you know as the the number of medications have grown with you know you know utilizing medications outside of hospice right you know we our our technology again steers nurses and physicians into using the right medications and so the number of medications uh, that we we typically will see in a hospice setting before using our services and before using our our AI technology is just under just under twelve medications eleven uh, wow. it, it is a uh, just want to make sure I'm eleven point two medications uh, per patient on average mm. and if you think wow. about it that's a that's a lot of medications. Yes. And at, at that point in, in patients' lives, you know, they're kind of, they're looking at a handful of medications and they're, and they're looking at their bolus cereal and then only one's going to fit, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of patients, they really do want to reduce the, the overall medications. Um, and then again, you know, with our, our solution, patients can actually do a lot less medications to manage their symptoms. So the average uh, patient uh, can be decreasing their medications by five medications. And, and you may or may not know this, but again, with every single medication that you add into the patient profile, the chances of, of adverse events go oh, wow. up. Um, and so we want to be careful, especially with patients who are on hospice, they tend to be very fragile patients. And those those adverse events uh, typically are magnified, more so uh, than it would be for a, a, a normal, healthy um, patient. Sure, that, must so those... game cha- that, that must be a game changer, right? The ability to use AI, uh, ML, um, to be able to look at these prescription combinations and then optimize that, that must be certainly something really unique and um, just interesting in terms of how this has evolved. Yes, yeah. And as we, as we develop that AI technology, uh, you know, this, again, this has been uh, after years and years and years of experience and, and, and seeing, um, again, hundreds of thousands of patients and looking at their profiles and making sure that everything is optimized for, for that patient of that particular diagnosis with the, along with their comorbidities and, and their medication profile. That really has changed things. And, it, and uh-huh. again, it, it, it helps to, it aids in the, the ordering of medications. It, it makes it faster. It makes it more, um, uh, makes each medication very uh, effective for the patient as they're taking those, uh, as they're taking those medications and making sure that we're controlling symptoms. That's, that's great, Jared. So talk us a little bit more specifically about, you know, how does BetterRx in terms of medication profiling and the ordering process for nurses 
I know I, I was reading that certainly improves, you know, the, the time, right? So there's a savings of maybe seven to 10 hours uh, a week just by using and adopting a digital platform, right? Not only does it, you know, have these AI benefits in there, uh, but it's end-to-end -end digitally connected, you know, the speed of it. Talk to us, how do you specifically help with this, uh, the, the profiling and the ordering process? Sure. So as, as nurses uh, and physicians, as, as a medication is determined, uh, that is, it's needed for this particular patient. They mm -hmm. they simply can just pull out their phone, whether it's a it's a controlled substance or or a non-controlled substance. They can just spend anywhere from thirty seconds to ninety seconds just keying in multiple prescriptions or or even just one, and then send it off to the pharmacy. Uh, as well as for physicians, uh, you know, for those those controlled substances, uh, they can sign. Uh, through two-factor authentication right on their phone or their computer or tablet. Uh, and they don't, it doesn't require a fax machine. It doesn't, you know, they don't have to, uh, I guess, wait for signatures. Uh, the system just notifies all parties involved that, that a, a medication is, 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 you know, being ordered and, and needing to be signed if there is, a, if it is a, is a C2 or, or a controlled substance. It, it also we we've we've coupled it with uh, our PBM so that each medication that is sent to the pharmacy is profiled at the same time as it be as it as it is being sent to the pharmacy. So as it is in transit, it also profiles it. So it'll ensure that that pharmacy will never have a, a billing rejection. It'll ensure mm -hmm. that medications are are on the formulary. And it, it, it as well it, it helps and it reminds the nurse that this patient is coming up for refills, here's a list of them, and they just simply check mark the ones that they want to have filled and they hit transmit, and then it's done. And so on average, uh, you know, spending, you know, anywhere from, you know, half hour to a full hour per patient uh, per week on medications uh, in general, then it, this, this just turns to really, um, you know, something on the order of, two to three minutes per, per patient per week, and that's it. And so that's how uh, we, we, you know, through this technology, nurses really save uh, you know, five to seven hours per week. They're just not spending so much time having to chase signatures or, or profile or, you know, the worst thing when you're a busy nurse is calling and being put on hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... Certainly, you know, he is just a great example of really using using technology to remove that friction in the system, right? Where you're yes. just making it much, much more easier. And I know, you know, our solution uh, from the EHR perspective, we are integrating with you. So just even for the nurses that are on the EHR, um, you know, we're exchanging between our systems, ADP information, um, the medication import, um, the ability to e-prescribe, which we're really excited about. Uh, as well. So it's just bringing in, a, you know, the other set of layers and then, you know, reverse being able to get the 8358s back in as well. Um, all, I think, you know, to your mission as well to make it just easier for the nurses to be able to use technology to do it, do it accurately, and more importantly for the patients, right, that they are able to get things in a timely, timely fashion as well. And you remove yes. that friction there. And and um, in particular with the the integration that we've had between our, our the, with the technology and and the EHR, 
your EHR, it really, it really speeds the nurses up because again, they can enter, it doesn't matter what system they're in, they're in, they can enter, uh, you know, patient demographics flow into our system from your system yes. as yeah. well as medications. And again, medications flow backwards as well. And so it's, it's, it's almost as though it's a one seamless system. They're not having to hop back and forth. Yeah, Jared, I, we, we couldn't agree more. I think it, um, it, it's the workflows at the end of the day, right? It's these digital workflows yes. that, that certainly um, make it much, much easier to operate. And so uh, we really appreciate your platform, appreciate what you're doing there. Let's switch to cost a little bit, Jared. Um, you know, if you look at even in, the, in, in this sort of season with, with the pandemic, um, the recent NAC uh, survey, I was looking at that, 60% of the hospices, they anticipate a decrease in annual revenue. Uh, and almost 30% of them saying it's going to be 15% or more. That's quite, quite significant for them. So cost pressures, that economic is. pressures on hospices, you know, PPE, um, you know, the cost of all of that. So with that, um, hospice pharmacy costs are the second largest expenses, you know, after labor. Um, how can hospice agencies really, particularly in this time, you know, be able to cut down pharmacy costs while not compromising on, on patient care? What does that look like, Jared? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. And, and you know, hospices have to, have to make money in order for them to grow and in order for them to see more patients. They have to be successful. And, uh, you know, it's, it's our mission to help them be successful. And one of the things that we've done is, and this is so unique, this is, this is, this is why we really view ourselves as, as the un-PBM. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a unique term, but, but meaning that we are very transparent with, with agencies. Uh, there's no spread pricing. Um, mm-hmm. often what happens most times in the industry is, uh, you know, you, they, these hospices, they, they have really have no idea, uh, how much their pharmacy is getting reimbursed for a particular medication, because again, the, those pharmacies, uh, get paid so much by the PBM and then, then the PBM will mark it up themselves. And then, uh, and, and so the PBM makes more money when the hospice orders more medication. Right. And it's, it's really tough uh, for an agency to, in that relationship, to really seek guidance from the PBM to really help them to cut back on costs. It's, it's kind of like the fox guarding the hen house kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. by making it so transparent that whatever – you know, again, we, we don't, uh, we don't mark up any medications. Everything is whatever we re whatever we reimburse the pharmacy is what shows up on the invoice. And they can see that within minutes, uh, as well as they can even see, they can set parameters, uh, you know, notify me if the cost is above this kind of thing. And within, with a, a couple of clicks, they'll, they'll get a text message within a couple of clicks, uh, uh or, or taps with the finger they can actually reverse that cost and, and intercept it before it actually makes it out to the patient so that they can do further decision-making um, to, to try and make sure that this is indeed the, the right medication for the patient. Uh, and, and again, with, with the, the transparent billing model, you know, it's really has aligned uh, the, the two, uh, our two companies with, with the hospice. We're successful right. when the hospice is successful. We hurt when the hospice hurts. And so it's our 
it's 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 our it's it's our mission it's 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 important for us to uh really optimize the hospice and the medications and so that they're successful again in the, in this environment as as you had mentioned uh especially uh during you know even before the 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 covid uh pandemic uh, right. but certainly now and after hospices are feeling a squeeze and it's important to make sure that they are as optimized as possible and making sure at the end of the day that they're still accomplishing the fundamental uh, mission, which is to take patients, take good care of patients, make sure that they, you know, pass in a dignified uh, symptom controlled manner. Yeah, Jared, you said, you said it well, right? To give a good, just a human dignity, human value, and just to provide that great end of life experience. Um, and you're right, we're, bo- we're both organizations, you know, are, are aligned with, you know, our, we are, the model of how we're organized as well is exactly that mm-hmm. we want hospices to be, to be successful. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think, I think that's great. And, you know, as I'm hearing you, you speak, you know, you're a PBM, uh, you're doing a lot of work, you know, you look at, you know, organizations such as Amazon, as they started out, they're this mammoth, you know, e-commerce giant, but they're also the set of this tech, you know, they, they included within sort of tech stock as well um, as they're classified. So, so Jared, how do you really see better Rx? Are you a PBM? Are you a technology company? What are you? <laughs> and that's a, that's a great question. You know, as, as we've, um, you know, again, I, I'd mentioned at the beginning of this is I, I, I ran a pharmacy for over 10 years and that just provided invaluable insight uh, to the inner workings of, of how hospice pharmacy, you know, what fits uh-huh. the best for hospices as well as patients. And along with, you know, that's helped guide us to develop an e-prescribed platform with just hospice in mind, from the ground up mm-hmm. about hospice, all about hospice. We didn't take a technology that uh, was used for general pres- prescribing um, and then try and morph it into, you know, I think this will fit the needs or this will be good enough for hospices to use. You know, we, we again, we've started from the ground up and, and based on all of that experience. And you know, along with, you know, it, it's through the technology that has, has helped further and um, patient care in hospice and has, uh, you know, and it's, it's not just in the pharmacy space, but it's, but it's also as in your space and making sure that, you know, all of the, the charting is done properly and, yes. uh, and, you know, everything is, uh, you know, each, you know, new symptom and everything is, you know, is brought to the forefront so that nothing is missed. Um, and so we've, we've, we've uh, invested heavily in technology over half our staff are developers <laughs> um, not not someone who writes reports. I mean, actual coders. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, it, it's very important to us. As and so we saw we see uh, a PBM as as merely a, a vehicle to assist in billing, mm-hmm. but not necessarily assist in uh, patient comfort. It's it's the technology that has really helped us to drive that patient comfort. You know, Jared, it, it, maybe that's a separate conversation. I'd love to maybe just talk technology to deeper. Looks like you've got some really interesting assets that you've built 
Uh, maybe there's some other uses of that in, in other parts. Uh, you know, it might be interesting to really have some conversations. So I'm really, really just excited hearing about how you're evolving and, and what you're doing on, on the tech side. Uh, Jared, my final question to you, you know, as we're, uh, I don't want to keep you, we have a <laughs> Friday. Oh, you're a fine. Weekend, a week, weekend ahead. Uh, but most certainly, um, um, you know, just wanting to hear from you. So when you, when you step back, you know, BetterRx, great momentum. Uh, we love partnering with you guys. Um, what's, what's the sort of the next frontier, right? What do you see? How do you see this evolve? What is the future for hospice pharmacy? Well, I think uh, for hospice pharmacy, it's, it's, it's critical that, and, and hospices have been asking for this, this one fundamental question for years is give us, you know, just open up the black box and let us let us peek inside. Let us see, you know, how 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 we can be be successful from a, a financial point of uh, point of view, so that mm-hmm. again we can grow and see more patients and really, uh, you know, spread spread the the services of hospice uh, to to other other patients. And so, I think that the future of hospice pharmacy really. In, will include transparent pricing, 100% transparent pricing. Uh, hospices need and should see what what pharmacies are paid. And that really helps to foment a, a, a strong relationship with the local pharmacy. At the end uh-huh. of the day, again, it's, it's, you know, it's those, lo- it's that local pharmacy hospice relationship uh, that really helps uh, in, in critical moments, such as after hours or in, you know, uh, or in situations where the patient needs to be there right now in a, in a stat situation. And it's those, it's those, those relationships that we want to help, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these, these local pharmacy hospice relationships that we want to help build up and make strong. And, and we do that by facilitating the communication between the two. And ultimately it's those pharmacies that are counting the tablets and delivering to those patients that get the medication there the fastest. And so right. in, in a lot of ways, uh, the future of, of hospice pharmacy is hurrying up and getting out of the way of people's lives, of the nurses, of the pharmacy, and, and getting those medications to the patients as fast as we can. You know, Jared, uh, just hearing you speak, just share, um, you know, sort of your thoughtfulness there, definitely very inspirational. I think the hospice care setting is, as I said, very unique. The caregivers that work there are very, very unique. Uh, and, you know, sort of your DNA and just, you know, as I'm hearing and uh, getting to understand better, um, you know, better RA, um, sort of just the same thread of uh, it feels very altruistic in many ways just to say look you know we're passing costs that you know really you know not really any markups there uh, enabling that frictionless uh, digital experience uh, improving really the experience for the for the nurse that's uh, incredibly busy uh, and for the patient ultimately that they are able to have faster symptom relief and improve just patient comfort. Uh, so Jared, I just again, I want to thank you. Just tremendous of what you're doing. And as I said, you know, we, uh, I was just talking to many of my t- uh, team members within my group and uh, they were like, we, we love better RX. And that sort of a, speaks to your organization, speaks to uh, how you're building this. So Jared, I'll give you the last word. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, you know, I just, I just want to express uh, my gratitude. It's, it's been wonderful working with such a, a wonderful company with as, as yours is, and and we wish we could work with uh, all companies that that could be like like you. Uh, and and 
I've, I've just heard incredible things about uh, people on your side and, and it, it's fun being associated with people who are passionate about hospice and, and wanting to make a real difference. Uh, and that, that just gives us, it just builds even more momentum with us. Yeah. Excellent, Jared. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for making time. Back to you, Doc. Well, thank you, Jared and Naveen. What a great uh, inspirational uh, topic as we uh, learn how technology has been improving the uh, comfort and the care around medication management and hospice care. That concludes today's episode of the Matrix Care Podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.matrixcare.com for more information on our products and services. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us feedback on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to let us know everything from how to improve the podcast to future topics you'd like to see discussed. On behalf of Matrix Care and today's guest, Jared, thanks for listening. Hope to have you back for another episode of the Matrix Care Podcast.